Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Sunday, November 27th, 2022, and this is day 1712 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you, we praise you, and glorify you. Thank you so much, my Lord, for waking us up to see this brand new day that you created just for us. Help us, Lord, to focus in on the things that that we should be grateful for and um, not focus so much on the negative, but focus on the things that are lovely, beautiful, peaceful, all that you've given us. And let go of the things that are negative and, and focus in on the good that you have for us. I thank you, Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everyone. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Today's message is be for real, right? No need in lying about anything or deceiving anyone. It is time to just be for real because God already knows who we are. And uh, many times, you know, sometimes not you, but maybe in general, some people may uh, intentionally deceive other people to make them think they're someone that they're not. And that is a problem. We're coming out of Acts chapter 5, verses 1 through 11, talking about Ananias and Sapphira, how they deceived God's people and the Holy Spirit, or at least lied to the Holy Spirit. And uh, what happened to them because of that? It's very, lying is a very serious sin, just like any other sin to God. Uh, Adultery, fornication, sexual immorality, um, uh, covetousness, all these things are considered a sin based upon the word of God. So we need to take it, lying is one of them. We need to take it very seriously. So it says, now a man named Ananias, together with his wife, Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. So just before that in uh, Acts chapter 4, verse 36, let me read that. It says, Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, from the apostle, from the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. So at that time, you know, no one was in need. Those that, that didn't have much, uh, the ones that had much, shared what they had with those that were less fortunate. So nobody was in need. And that, and that is such a great um, uh, example of how things should be done so that no one is lacking. Those that have shared with those that did not. So now it says, now a man named Ananias together with his wife Sapphira also sold a piece of property with his wife's full knowledge. He kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said to Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart 
that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land. Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to human beings, but to God. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. And great fear seized all who heard what had happened. Then some young men came forward, wrapped up his body, and carried him out and buried him. You might say, well, what was the big deal? Well, he just said it. He did not only lie to human beings, but to God. It was his own property, and he he pretended that he gave all of the money. And he didn't have to even do that. All he had to do was say, here's what I'm giving. And that's it. But many times we tend to fall into this trap of trying to uh, impress people and make ourselves look like something better than we are. And then verse 7 says, About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, Tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she said, that is the price. Peter said to her, How could you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young men came in and finding her dead, carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. This was very serious and to the point of where they lost their lives because they chose to lie to God. And when we are lying and stealing and cheating, here's what my mother used to always say. If you lie, you cheat. If you cheat, you steal. And if you lie, you cheat You'll and you'll steal. Yeah, that was it. And so we, that's how deception starts, you know, and, and it's all based upon greed and selfishness. Um, that is the root of it. And also fear. Fear that people are not going to maybe like us or not accept us because we're not like uh, someone else that we think is is um, that's impressionable to us. So many times we put on this false facade and make it seem like we have more than we really do. And in their case, they made it seem like they gave all that they had and they really did not. So point number one, have you noticed how the sizes of certain food items have decreased, but the package size looks the same? They did a study on this recently on the news, and and we knew, my sisters and I have talked about it many times, and friends and I, you know, like, they're deceiving people. The packaging looks the same size, but it's less in the package. So they had this a uh, guy on one of the news channels that did a little research on it and showed exactly that. Like, for example, sugar uh, that I would buy, it would always be in a five-pound bag. Uh, now, uh, the bag looks exactly like the five-pound bag, but there's only four pounds of sugar in it. 
So that was that's intentionally deceiving people by making something look like something that it really is not. And and the other thing is they even went up on the price. So you're paying more for less. The same thing with cereal bags. Um, you know, they make the box look the same and uh, it is our cereal boxes and it's less in the box or a bag of chips. There's more air in the bag to make it look full, but it really isn't as much as you used to get. That is lying <laughs> and it is deception and you're paying more. We're paying more money for it. I am just, I get so upset about things like that and I have to say, okay, Lord, please help me and give it to him because I can't stand it when people take advantage of other people uh, by lying and and especially, you know, it's people that are hardworking and, and trying to make a living and trying to, you know, um, take care of their families and all those things. And, and yet you got these people that are, you know, already making lots of money, <laughs> And they figured out another way to make more. Uh, and I just envision, I visualize them in a room talking about it. How else can we make more money off of these poor people? How else can we do that? That's just what I think in my mind. I believe it's true. Uh, we were talking about just yesterday, my sister in Christ and I we were talking about one of my sissies <laughs> about how this certain seasoning salt that we get uh, is no longer as potent as it used to be. You know, and how we have to use more of it, which means to to get the same taste that we used to get using maybe, let's say, a half a teaspoon. Now we got to use a whole teaspoon or a teaspoon and a half to get the same results. That means we're going to go through it quicker. We're already paying more money for it. Now we're going to pay more because we're going to run out of it sooner. These are some of the things that are going on right before our noses and how the thing is, everyone will have to answer for God, to God for what they've done, just like Ananias and Sapphira. Their sin was lying to God and God's people, saying they gave the whole amount, but holding back some for themselves and trying to make themselves appear more generous than they really were. Lying is a sin. Their act was judged harshly because dishonesty, greed, and covetousness are destructive in a church preventing the Holy Spirit from working effectively. You know, so you've got these people lying and making people think one thing and uh, it is uh, a, it is ushering in this evil, actually. And the Lord said, nope, we're going to cut this right now. And that is why their lives were taken away. All lying is bad, but when we lie to try to deceive God, and his people about our relationship with him, we destroy our testimony about Jesus Christ. So I've got good news for you, though. If this is something that God has put on your heart that he's revealed to you that you're doing, you know, it may you may be wondering, why am I not growing? Why am I stunted? Why are things always going awry for me. Things are, you know, not going well. And why am I always sick? Or why we need to, we need to do a self-examination and ask ourselves, am I lying? Am I doing evil? This is evil. And so once we realize it and see that we are, we need to repent 
and give it to God. We need to say, please forgive me, Lord, for that and help me to do what's right and confess the truth. You know, there may be something that you that's been hindering you for years and you know it was something that maybe you lied about or something you didn't tell the whole truth about, you know, because of fear or whatever it was. God is saying, trust me, I will protect you. Just let the truth be known. Um, you know, so God is saying, you know, you still have breath in your body. You're not like Ananias and Sapphira at this point. There's still breath there. And if there is, that means there's still hope for each and every one of us to make things right, uh, to get it together and, and ask, you know, as I said before, ask for forgiveness, make an about face and begin to do the things that God would have us to do. And, you know, make up for the wrong that we did apologize for what we did. If if it's something that harms someone else, there's some things that we do. It's just a way to, to make ourselves look better. I remember uh, for, for several years, uh, many years ago, I used to wear like contacts, contact lenses that were light, light brown. They were called honey. <laughs> and I would wear those and people would thought, oh, your eyes are so pretty. Oh, thank you. I never said oh, these are contacts, you know, uh, maybe to a few people, but not to most, you know, my family members knew. And so that was deception. If I didn't say, oh, no, these are just contacts. Like, I just let people believe the lie. Like, oh, yeah, thank you. Well, I can remember when allergy season would come along, uh, my eyes would water and all that. And it was hard for the contacts to stay in one eye. So I couldn't just go around with one uh, one of the honey colored contacts and then my other eye is very dark my natural eye color is dark dark brown that would look very odd and not to mention not to, uh also that those contacts were far more expensive than just the plain clear contacts so i had a decision to make <laughs> one day i got tired of spending the money and uh, I said, you know what? Why am I doing this? Why? This was just for me. If you're doing wearing different color contact lenses, the key is why? You know, asking ourselves, are we doing it to deceive people? Or are we doing it just because it's a cosmetic thing? And that's your choice. For me, it was like trying to be something or someone that I was not. And I stop wearing them. <laughs> I just one day stopped and the Lord gave me great peace over that. And um, it just uh, helped me to become even more naturally myself, even down to my hair, no longer getting perms and all of that. That was something I needed for myself, uh, for that freedom and uh, to be truly who God would have for me to be. And uh, yeah, people would see me and look at me like cockeyed, like, whoa, hold on. I thought your eyes were that. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was, it was, it's kind of comical, but it's just one of those examples, you know, of how God wants us to be real. Uh, there was a gentleman that I had the ple pleasure of meeting who was put in prison for something he did not do. And because the prosecutor uh, intentionally was out for him 
and uh, witnesses, she would threaten witnesses that knew that this man had not committed the crime that she she uh, was prosecuting him for. And so she would put fear in the people that um, that witnessed it and knew, and she would uh, have them not testify by putting fear in them saying, if you do, I'm going to do this to you because she had power. And uh, all the truth came out over a couple of years ago that that woman had lied and deceived many so much so that this man lost many years of his life. And there are several people falsely in prison because of things like that. And, and they will be held accountable for what they've done. We don't need to worry about, oh, this person, you know, I want to get them back for lying on me or, or making my life hard. Hey, God will take care of them. You just do what God called you to do. And if it's, this is for you, make the change, all right, and get back on track. And uh, Or if you see others that are doing this and God gives you a word for them, just like he did um, when they lied uh, to the apostles and they let them know, hey, Peter let them know and gave them an option to tell the truth. And when God puts it on your heart to share that with somebody, share it with them, you know, in love because their life depends on it. Make sure you're obedient as well. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is the ultimate. And all our sins are covered by the blood of Jesus. He's reconciled us back to the Father because he died on that cross for all of our sins. And then he rose up victorious over death, over hell and the grave so that we can be reunited with the Father and spend eternity with him. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E-B like boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on TZoneKC.org to learn more about what we're doing teaching our precious youth life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation skills, and uh, human and sex trafficking awareness. We're getting them ready, y'all, to take over the world. (laughs) And we thank you for helping us. Thank you for your contributions. Uh, We are so extremely grateful to you. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.